Today, we're going to be talking about dating, specifically online dating, and you're going to hear a lot of Emma talking about her juicy dating life. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about all the things that a single, beautiful young woman deals with in 2021. So get ready because we're going to dive right in. This is Woman Being where we explore thoughts and opinions and have the freedom to change our minds without expectation or judgment. We will hold a safe space and support each other as we navigate together in the form of feminine. Emma. Kellyanne. You've been dating. You've been spreading your wings and flying in the skies of endless possibilities. Mm, That I have. Endless within the, you know. Yeah, within the a liberal <laughs> 100-mile radius, endless, yes. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I got to know. Yes. How's your experience been? Okay. So, online dating. You're, you're <laughs> on an app, right? I'm on an app. Um, I'm on Hinge. Oh. That's the one that... I, that's the only one that I've really used. Um, I've heard great things about other ones. I've heard great things about the Bumble. The Bumble. The Bumble. It's like my mother-in-law. She calls it the Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going for. Perfect. <laughs> um, but it's been actually pretty good overall, okay. I would say. Um, I know that a lot of people have some pretty bad experiences with online dating, um, with, like, people being super sexual or super crude and forward or with people just ghosting all the time Dick and being pics. very wishy washy and yeah, dick pics. <laughs> um, I, I mean, on Hinge specifically, you can't send photos. Nice. Um, oh, that's so a good you'd have to like get their, their number. number and then send photos. Um, so I haven't really actually had any of those experiences, and so that's been really good. That's not to say that people don't get those experiences. They definitely do. I just think maybe there's, <laughs> I don't know, something about me or people choose to not do that. <laughs> I don't know if it's like an aura that I give off or what. Like a don't mess with me. I don't know if like... it's like a don't mess with me or if it's that like the guys I wind up matching with are just not that type mm-hmm. because... Maybe partly because I'm looking for specifically Christian guys, and so they, like, aren't being very forward, like, sexually and that kind of thing, or, like, aggressive in that way. I don't know. But one thing I will say so far is um, small talk over text with someone that you've never met before is kind of exhausting (laughs) and very hard to do. A lot of effort. It's very, like... Uh, what do I even talk to this person about? I don't even know you. So, what's uh, your favorite color? Yes, it's literally sometimes it's stuff like that. It's like, okay, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, How's the weather? <laughs> I like pizza, too. Yeah, no, I've literally talked about pizza. They're like, what's your favorite pizza topping? And I'm like, I don't really like pizza that much. <laughs> and, or like, um... Sometimes you try to mix it up and, like, I'll try to, like, play, like, a little game or something and give them, like, a would you rather type of question and try to, like, make it fun a little bit. Um, But it's definitely, like, and so many guys are just so bad at texting. It's, like, pulling teeth. Um, Mm. And you try to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, and be like, maybe you're just bad at texting and you're great in person. And, you know, you see. And has that been the case? Uh, 
That's been a big balance for me, trying to figure out how much to give people the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. before meeting them, Um, and then also after meeting them. But, like, uh, I will say that I have found, and this is off of my own personal data, and this may not be true in all cases, but I have found overall that guys who I don't really connect with over text, I also don't really connect with in person. Mm. Oh, which is a little bit surprising to me because I feel like um, text versus in person is so different. But I have actually found the people that I talk to the best on the app, Mm. I've gone on more dates with and connected with more. And your data pool is, like, how large? How many guys? Not large. My data pool is, whoa, I should have counted this up beforehand. How many dates have I been on with different guys? I feel like you've been on quite a few. Um, Like, 10, roughly, maybe? Yeah, like, somewhere between 10 and 15, I'd say. okay. um, So far. And so, uh, like, those are all, like, unique dates with different guys. There's been guys that I've gone on multiple dates with as well. Um, And so... Yeah, within that data pool, that is what I have found. <laughs> Over, I mean, I got onto a dating app in March, and it is currently August. So it it's has been, been that long. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That feels like it went by so fast. Yeah, yeah. it really did. Um, so it's been however many months that is. I don't feel like <laughs> doing the math. You can figure it out. You guys are smart. <laughs> so. So, like, as you – I feel like online dating, a lot of people are really excited about it. A lot of people are really hesitant about it. Yeah. There's kind of the expectation of what it's been – what it will be. For sure stigma around – Lots of stigma. Yeah. Um, But what I want to know is have you been challenged in any preconceptions as you've waded into the pools, (laughs) the deep waters of the dating world? The deep, deep waters. The deep, deep well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I was very hesitant to online date. Um, I think, uh, I mean, we can can flesh this out more um, as we talk about it, but I think one of the things that – comes from church culture is this like stigma against dating in general. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have for a long time have had a lot of hesitation around even um, wanting to date because in my mind it was like, well, I, on the one hand, I want to be independent. I want to be single because um, I'm a strong person. I don't need to have somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so I have that hand that says like, I shouldn't try, like if I try to date, like that's just going to be like, um, sort of consuming. sense of self-autonomy. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, from church things, it's like, well, you shouldn't be trying to date, like, just, like, let God bring you the person that oh, you're meant gosh. to be with yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and, like, like, if you are too, like, um, if you're dating too much, like, you're, like, not following God's plan for you mm, or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's, like, some of that in there as well. But um, my best friend actually like literally built my profile for me and made me get onto a dating app um because she was on it and she was like if I'm doing this we're doing it together like you gotta do <laughs> it's it it's a good best friend yeah she's like I'm gonna hook you up yes it's and good. um so she uh, made my profile and I just sort of like started doing it and um I was I guess I, like, hadn't put that much thought to online dating in the sense of, like, 
how hard it is to do the small talk and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It always felt sort of like, oh, it feels like um, uh, I there's something. Mm, I feel like I'm actually kind of processing this as I'm saying it, but like I think there's this thought that like, oh, if you have to resort to online dating, then there's something wrong with you because you weren't able to find someone in the quote unquote real world. Oh, oh wow! And <laughs> so it's like, oh, you are. Um, this is your last you're resort. flawed in some yeah. way and so now you're desperate and you're going to online dating mm. but the fact of the matter is online dating is so much more the norm now like mm-hmm. this is how you meet people especially with like COVID and everything how are you going to just meet people like you aren't going out to bars and stuff and also people aren't picking people up at bars the way that they used to yeah. and people aren't picking people up at church the way they used to which was actually my past experience was only finding guys through church mm-hmm. um, which is a whole other issue <laughs> um, but uh It's funny because as I started online dating, I started realizing how many people I know who also have online dated or are online dating or actually have success stories from that. Mm -hmm. Like um, some of my closest friends from college are in relationships that they found online that are very happy. And then also, like literally my dad is in a relationship from that he met he met this woman online and they've been together for like three or four years now. And my grandma just got engaged to a man she met on match.com. Wow. Your grandma. Yeah. And, Get it, grandma. And wow. so like yeah. these this is like not It's um, a tool that lots of people are using. Yes, it's it's not, totally part of our sort of digital world totally. that we live in now. Yeah. And it's just another way to meet people. Um, it isn't. Um, it isn't a like a thermometer of your value or mm. your ability or dateability. Yeah. Um, and good. so it's definitely been breaking down those preconceptions, and also has made me want to talk about it more. Mm. Um, like one thing that I say is that I've accidentally evangelized to a lot of people about online dating. Like I know multiple people that have gotten onto dating apps just because of me talking about it, totally. and I'm like. <laughs> I didn't really mean to convince these people to now online date, but now here they are because I've talked about it so positively and openly, and I'm like, that's great. Like, you're getting out there. Oh, but that, I mean, that makes so much sense to me because, I I mean, I, all of the stigmas that you just talked about, like, those are things that I think everybody is thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think that's unique to just you. I've, I've heard multiple people express those concerns and, Mm -hmm. like, um, and so when you talk about something that seems so scary, but you're like, oh, yeah, no, it's actually, like, kind of great. Like, yeah. it's super useful. It's a great tool. Like, people are like, oh, really? Like, I think of it's because of y'all that I got a menstrual cup. Mm. And you guys weren't mm. trying to convince me to get a menstrual cup. You were just like, you guys. Not you guys. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> you're like, this is amazing. It's the best experience I've ever had. And then yeah. I had other friends who talked about a menstrual cup and how great it was. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out this menstrual <laughs> cup. And now I do the same thing. Right? Yes. Like, I would never, ever go back to a tampon or a pad ever again because it's supreme. The best. Yes. Literally supreme. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, when you really like something and believe in something, all you have to do is like, yeah, chat about, talk it. about it, but it helps. Yeah, it helps yeah. like break down that fear of like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, this is a big scary thing, and it's mm-hmm. only for people who because nobody looks at you and is like, oh, Emma doesn't have real life together, you know? Like yeah. you're you're not like a a washed up has been by any means, and so 
<laughs> and so people are like, oh, this perfectly normal, attractive, lovely human is on a dating app. Like, oh, I, I could be on a dating app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and you've had success. So like, I mean, you've been on great dates. Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. met some great people. Exactly. You've been asked out. You've had, you know, <laughs> co- you know, like, it's not like you went on and never found anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, it's interesting because I think that online dating can really uh, mess with people's heads in terms of, like, self-worth and value and things like that totally. when you mm-hmm. get ghosted or um, feel like you aren't getting any matches. And there's definitely, like, I've found sort of, like, dry spells and then, like, surges of all of a sudden, like... All of a sudden, I'll be like, I have, like, five different guys I'm matching with right now and trying to talk to all of them, and this is insane. And then it'll be like, there's no good guys for weeks, months. You're like, nobody loves (laughs) me. Nobody's here. (laughs) But (laughs) in some ways, it also is a little bit of a boost (laughs) to, like, your, like, no confidence. Because it's like, oh, these these guys like me. Which, like, you should not be getting your source of self-worth from whether or not a guy likes you. But it never hurts to, like you know, hear that someone's interested in you or that someone thinks that you're cute or beautiful or whatever, like, obviously that's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been interesting, too. It's like there's there's a there's a, the give and take mm-hmm. in that um, in terms of, like, where your value is at. Yeah. It's kind of a mind trip. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine, like, that, like, I, dance, you know. <laughs> that's why I kind of... Don't have any idea what that's like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember, like, some from my younger years, like, a little bit, but definitely not to the extent that is the current, like, dating experience. Mm. But respect, man. Mad respect. So as you're, like, navigating the world of dating. Yes. You've mentioned a few times, like, trying to find, like, Christian guys, but not, like, too Christian. Like, not crazy Christian. Just, like, (laughs) Christian enough, you know? like Just the right amount of Christian. We want it, like, a medium rare steak, but you don't eat steak. So that's a terrible example. (laughs) (laughs) But how, like, what is that experience like trying to find people that have the same values as you or that at least match up enough to where it's like, oh, we can have good conversation and, you know. That part has been a little bit rough. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think part of it is the pool that we have here (laughs) in Redding, California. There's a specific, you know, type. There's yes. a that lands here. Yeah. Firing God's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I have X'd many, many profiles that are just photos of a guy with a dead fish or a guy with a dead deer. <laughs> just their hunting pics and that's it. And they're like, um, or they'll say on their profile things like, uh, don't go on a date with me if you're a libtard. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or um, I want a girl who, um, ha- like, they'll say things, like, um, that are kind of subtle, but I definitely, like, mm, no. Or they'll say, um, I want a girl who, like, has family values and knows how to cook. And I'm like, ooh, ooh yeah. I don't want to be your little housewife. Sorry. Sorry, I'm not your personal chef. And so, mm. yeah, so there's things like that. Um, we do live in a very conservative area of mm. the country. Um, and so I yeah, think We are that, in California, people. You wouldn't believe it. Yes, there but exists. it's a very, it's like a unicorn of an it area. Is. We call it <laughs> Calabama. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, be so, warned. If you I, think you're coming to Northern California for one thing, think again. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's one thing that's a little bit rough. It like sometimes would feel like, oh, there's like no guys that actually share my values. And it's not like you need somebody who like agrees with you on everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But having somebody who, yes, like I, I value having somebody who is also a Christian, but also somebody who is critical about their faith and who, um, like cares about, uh, you know, why do you believe what you believe? Mm. Um, and I don't want someone who feels sort of like, this is sort of a harsh term, but like brainwashed into their faith. <laughs> um, and Fire then, God's house. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched the promo for this episode, you will not get what they're talking about. So watch the promo on our Instagram. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's, a, that's an inside joke from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, go to our Instagram at Woman Being Podcast. <laughs> watch that little promo video. Uh, there's the plug. So, um, but then also finding people who are politically maybe similar to me. Mm-hmm. I'm very liberal politically. There's a lot of people who are very conservative politically here. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm opposed to dating someone who's more conservative. Um, in fact, I went on quite a few dates with somebody who voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, we had conversations about that. And, like, I am um, not opposed to that, but also, like... It comes down to what are the reasons why you voted in this way. I you mean, know? you know, to be fair, you became friends with two conservative ladies, <laughs> which I'm probably no longer in that camp as much. <laughs> but, you know, like we we had discourse. Yeah. We talked about things and disagreed and well, yeah. explored, you know, things. So it is possible. It's not like opposing values means that you can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's really, about. I would say it's not even like opposing views versus values. Right. So, like, if somebody were to say vote conservatively, I'm like, okay, well, what are the what are the reasonings behind that? Mm-hmm. Like, what are like the actual values that you are upholding that are coming behind your vote? Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, I think, uh, are interesting to sift through. I feel like. Sometimes I feel like, oh, nobody has the same kind of perspective that I do in this area. Like, not nobody, obviously, I'm looking at you two ladies. But, like, I'm like, oh, there's no guys that, like, share my type of perspective that I feel like is fairly unique in, like, the Christian world. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think about that, but then also realizing that everybody has a pretty unique perspective that they're coming from and everybody is not going to click with everybody. And so you kind of just have to sift through the sea of eligible bachelors and, and find the few gems that you're going to connect with. Like that's the case for anybody, I think. And I think people can get pretty exhausted by that sifting process um, and feel the need to like take breaks from it and things like that. But um, I think that's kind of just part of the game. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever, like, take a break or, like, put a pause on dating? Because I have heard that before. People are like, I did this for a couple months. I think I'm going to take a week, a month off. You know, like, have you had that? Yeah, I actually have not. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I haven't, like, I've definitely, when I've been going on, like, more dates with somebody, I might, like, try to focus on them a little bit more. And maybe I'm not on the app as much. Um, but I have like I never really was like oh I feel sort of like I need to tap out for a while because it's just tiring Mm. um and that's like been my personal experience so far uh and so 
that's kind of, I mean, so like right now, my app is on pause because I've been like going on dates with somebody and like that's what I'm focusing on right now. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's never been like a, oh, I need to I need stop to because yeah. Yeah, I need to rest from yeah. this. Well, and you um, have a more extroverted like people person oriented yeah. personality yeah. For And sure maybe too. after like, you know, nine months of being on an app, I would be like, oh, I need to rest, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I do want to like circle back a little bit because I really appreciated and admired how you handled that example that you gave. Because as soon as we found out this guy voted for Trump, I was like, he's done. Yeah. He's out. (laughs) (laughs) But you really chose to lean in and like ask like, okay, like I disagree with like what you chose, but like, can you help me understand how you wrote to that decision because there can be common ground there. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? I was actually, I really admired that. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really impressive. Um, and that's something I've been sitting on myself of like, oh, we can like think the same things and arrive to different conclusions or mm-hmm. like arrive to the same conclusion getting from different, coming from different places. So I thought you handled that really well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mad respect, man. I think that's the second time I've actually used that phrase in this recording. <laughs> I also want to say props because you're in conservative California and you're a vegan. Mm-hmm. And I think the nearest vegan restaurant is like 214 miles away, probably. <laughs> like not, not including like, you know, smoothie stores. Like that's not a vegan restaurant. That's just a smoothie store. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, and that's like a very big lifestyle decision. Like if you marry someone who's not, mm. there's like a level of like cooking that mm-hmm. can't be done together or sacrifices and compromises, compromises. <laughs> compromises. Compromises. compromises that have to be made and so because that's more of a lifestyle choice as opposed mm. to like a value choice mm-hmm. well it's i mean based on values but like it affects like the way you live mm-hmm. that's i mean there's no vegans in reading <laughs> hello like calling on there's all exactly the two and a half yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> me probably someone else and Half of someone else. <laughs> Two and a half per capita. Like, <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, that's like a whole nother layer, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something that I've definitely, like, had some fear around is, like, telling people I'm vegan because I have a fear that that's, like, a deal breaker. Like, my veganism comes from a value for the environment. Um, I also recognize that people uh, can be very effective advocates for the environment without being vegan. Mm -hmm. And I also recognize that going vegan for the planet um, is a very, very small, um, has a very small impact in the form of um, activism Mm -hmm. as opposed to um, actually advocating for the larger pollutants to stop, which are bigger companies and organizations. I recognize going vegan is not the answer to the climate change. Uh, And so uh, that's part of what has informed like me uh, sifting through guys, it's like, yeah. okay, like, you're not vegan, sure, but, like, you, um, do you value this? Like, mm-hmm. do you recognize the importance of stewarding our environment? Because that's something that's super important to me. Um, and, like, do you, uh, what do you do uh, if you're not vegan, you right. know? Yeah. 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 So. Because I think of, like, the... Um, the lovely Iowa boy that I married, 
And, I mean, we grew up together because we were married so young. And we're very different people now. And I I love that, that we've grown together. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, both of us came from the viewpoint when we were getting married of, like, I couldn't marry a vegetarian girl. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a meat and potatoes guy, and that's the way I always will be, you know? <laughs> and I, I probably would have had similar views at that time as well. And so I think just because I've moved on from that, like, mindset doesn't mean that other people in this world don't exist within that. And so yeah. it can be, especially for a conservative, dominant community, like, hard to find people who don't have any grid for the purpose of veganism or, like, what it means or yeah. any of those or things. or who would, like, write you off right. because yeah. you're vegan. Or make a lot of assumptions, too. That's another thing that I think about is, like, uh, people are, like, bound to make assumptions about you on a dating app in general mm-hmm. based off of what they look at on your profile. You're making assumptions. I'm making assumptions about them based off of what they put on their profile. And then, like... It's, um, which is why, like, my profile actually doesn't even say that I'm vegan. Uh, And so uh, it's definitely, like, um, a scary moment when the veganism comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Or even just when different things come out in general or when they find out about the podcast and, like... When they they listen to your sexuality episode. Yes, or, like, (laughs) yeah, and they they hear, like, being on the podcast, like, there's so much where... Someone can really hear me talk about things mm-hmm. without me getting to sort of be the one communicating those things to them, which is a whole interesting other sure. rabbit yeah. hole of feeling sort of like, oh, I'm putting myself into the public um, and this is accessible to people and they actually don't have to give that same vulnerability back. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can hear all that I think about all these different issues and I don't get their input they just get to listen and then make assumptions based off of that yeah so that's true and like on a podcast although we do our best to have a conversation about things and play devil's advocate and Mm -hmm. like show different sides of an issue um it's not a conversation and it's not the same as like asking questions and trying to understand where somebody else is coming from and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. digging deeper. So, you know, I can say something on this podcast like smash the patriarchy <laughs> and you can make a million assumptions about what that means yeah. without mm-hmm. actually truly understanding my heart or mm-hmm. the purpose behind what I'm doing or especially if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, which, yeah. I mean, there's like probably 60 hours worth of content you could listen to at this point. So it's like, or more. Probably So it's like, you know, you're not going to get like a full picture of a person. And that's not even including the fact that we're not, we're filtering, we are filtering Mm -hmm. pieces of ourselves. Yeah. We're not just like broadcasting our whole vulnerable heart to the world all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like what has it been like coming into the dating world with a purity culture background, with a church background how has that been? What have mindsets have shifted, if any? Mm. Give me all the deets. All the deets. All the dirty deets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. So to give a little bit of background, I uh, <laughs> before this online dating escapade that started in March of this year, 2021, I had only ever met guys through church. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I hadn't ever, like, gone on a date with somebody that wasn't my boyfriend. Mm. So basically you, like, 
become really good friends with a guy and you like talk all the time and then they're like I like you do you want to be my girlfriend and I'm like ah, yes <laughs> and, then, and that was very oversimplified but you know so that's yeah, the way so it has always been that sounds pretty yeah and then I mean and also I haven't dated at all in a very long time in general like um like seven years kind of long time so <laughs> there's like um but a big gap of time and then also a lack of experience that I think partly comes from purity culture because on the one hand I feel like the church is kind of like you should meet someone at church you know mm-hmm. like it's like you need to meet someone at church and they need to be part of your church community and share your values and da 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 and sure like it's great if you go to the same church as somebody but i think that that sort of turns the church into this weird dating pool um that people are trying to pull from that um where you sort of like <laughs> objectify and commodify the other people oh. around you in looking at everybody as a potential mate. Oh. Yeah. And you just went there. There's so many there's so many issues with like girls in the church, I feel like especially who feel like they just get asked out all the time by guys in the church because the guys are like hungry for a wife have to find a wife um and i have friends who have had experiences like that where they just feel like exhausted by um church culture and feeling like they're sort of it's almost like predatory in Mm. some ways and then you aren't really connecting with people of the opposite sex um or of the same sex if you have the that type of attraction then like because it's always like well would I date this person could I date this person da, 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 da. Totally. like they go to my church so we already have that ticked off we have that value so we got to see like every friendship is a potential relationship mm-hmm. and that's just not healthy <laughs> totally um and so I think there's that coming out of um but I also think that there's just like this whole idolization around being in a relationship that comes from church culture um and so, like, uh, I've often bucked at that, like I mentioned, and in feeling like, oh, I don't want to idolize that, so I'm just going to reject it altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also feels like um, there's this narrative in purity culture um, of sort of avoiding what I call, like, ghosts. So, like, you're trying to avoid these, like, physical ghosts interfering with your future marriage so Mm. you don't do anything too physical with anybody before you're married Uh, and you're trying to avoid these emotional ghosts because yes because your marriage will be will be tainted by the emotional ties that you've had with a past boyfriend thanks joshua harris yes (laughs) who has um, apologized oh yeah sorry we forgive you joshua harris thank you for coming clean and being responsible and accountable for your actions. appreciate that bro seriously no i'm but also and he's not the the only one like no, he's yeah, sort of yeah. he's so much of him was a product of of purity culture Absolutely. because he was like a 21 year old guy who wrote this he book. was literally a child and in so many ways he was just regurgitating the narratives oh, totally. that he yeah. had been That's taught yep. um and so i will i will give him the benefit of the doubt in that but um So there's this idea of, like, not having these ghosts, and I think that's bred so much toxicity and people actually winding up pressured into staying in abusive or unhealthy relationships. Yeah. And then having unhealthy marriages because they're like, well, I've already invested so much in this person emotionally or we've already done this much physically, so, like, we have Mm -hmm. to get married or else Mm -hmm. I I will have these ties forever if I try to marry somebody else. Yep. 
And um, at the end of the day, <laughs> instead of walking around afraid of these emotional ties or these physical ties, because I will say those do have an impact on your future relationships. Like my past relationships will and do have an impact on mm-hmm. people that I date now mm-hmm. because it's it's impossible for it not to. Just like past friendships have an impact on your current friendships. Well, and I feel like that's one of the issues with purity culture is that it overemphasizes these ghost ties with yes. um, dating relationships but doesn't emphasize even in the slightest your relationship with your family mm-hmm. or your friends or close acquaintances or mm-hmm. work people or people in authority. And it completely yeah. avoids the discussion of like – other abusive, traumatic, toxic relationships that exist. Yeah. And it's actually like nobody is walking around like, ooh, I'm afraid that this friend is going to, you know, like abandon me and then I'm going to have these emotional ties to them and it's going to affect my marriage. Yeah. But in reality, all of our relationships are going to are going to affect our future relationships. For sure. No matter what. Like that's the That's just life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's just like it's not because you dated someone and kissed them one time that like you have baggage. No. Like you – Part of life is that you get hurt sometimes. Yes. Things happen. And that's okay. Instead of walking around afraid of it, we should be mature humans and, like, at this point, mature adults and figure out how to work through those things and how to handle them rather than being afraid of them. Pay attention to warning flags, understand Mm -hmm. how to, like, you know, cultivate healthy relationships and avoid toxic ones. You know, it's like. It's not because you held someone's hand in third grade that, <laughs> you know, like you've now damaged your entire future yeah. life yeah. situation, you know? And like, I mean, and the, I also feel like the examples that you're using are very innocent. Like totally. those are things that even purity culture condemns those. But I'll also say just because you like had sex with you somebody. You just straight up had sex. You, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You can still move forward and have yeah. healthy relationships. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm going to say also, it's very probable that you having, you know, consensual sex, let's just say with a previous boyfriend is not necessarily going to be more traumatic than like that thing your dad said to you when you were seven. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's like, Let's just like chill out a little bit, yeah. okay? Like trauma happens. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen, and like mm-hmm. let's stop over emphasizing the trauma from dating yeah. relationships yeah. because that is not like it's not the end all. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point. Like your your trauma or abuse or whatever, it's not like the the root of trauma and abuse is not romance. It oh, is yeah. literally just humans being humans. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's going to happen. And this idea of like, oh, well, I'm like a dirty lunch bag because I <sighs> did something one time or a bruised pre- piece of fruit. I'm like, you are a way more resilient human than yeah. that. Yeah. And actually, like, you get the opportunity to, like, work out that trauma or work out that pain. And, mm-hmm. like, your life, God, the universe, whatever, yeah. is so kind that it will bring you the opportunity to heal from mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Well, I also want to say, too, not every relationship is going to be abusive and traumatic and sad. So, mm-hmm. like, some of them will be good and positive. And so maybe some dating relationships will actually help you develop a sense of self-worth that you didn't have before, Absolutely. even if it doesn't work out long term. Yeah. Maybe some relationships are going to, you know, give you confidence that you didn't have before because you thought mm-hmm. you were undateable and then somebody dated you and it didn't work out. But you know what? Now you're out there. So, yeah. like, there are good things that – like human relationships can do and i just think like let's just slow our roll a little bit <laughs> yeah. when we talk about like the 
end impact of going on a date with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the way the church thinks about it tends to be way too simplistic. And it's sort of like, this is good, this is bad. And it's this like dualistic thinking that is really harmful instead of looking at the nuance Mm -hmm. and being values based rather than sort of like law based (laughs) and like rule based. Instead, look at like, okay, like what is valuable in this time and like what is healthy in this time. Instead, they're saying, giving you a black and white list. Um, And also like you... Like if 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 a if a relationship gives you good things, like that's amazing. You mm-hmm. have so many things that you can gain, and at the end of the day, it is risky. Mm-hmm. You are being vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. Living life is risky. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't walk around afraid of things because then you wind up with the church totally leaving you unprepared for things like dating. Mm-hmm. So like that's another thing that I've thought about and that I've felt as I've started dating is I'm like, oh shoot, I've never been on a date before with somebody that like I said, wasn't already my boyfriend. So the first date that I went on off of a dating app, I was a nervous wreck. I was shaking. I was so anxious and so nervous. As a 26-year-old woman going on, like, my first date ever. Yeah. (laughs) And the church does not prepare you for that at all. They say, instead, just be afraid of it and don't do it. Just marry, just date the person you're going to marry. Yes. Like, it's like, yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. So that's super easy. No. That's a way to set people up to be single for a really long time. Yes. Not that there's a bad thing about that, but I want people to be single because they're empowered to be single, not because they're disempowered to date. Yes, mm. exactly. Say that's a word. Again. That was good. That's, that's a preach. It's a great point. And like, that's, the church has like woefully, like not just unprepared, but like, set up for failure and so many people yeah Yeah. like whatever the opposite of prepared is they've done that (laughs) and so like you wind up so like um just ill-equipped yeah Mm. uh and all that to say like it's not like now dating has been super traumatic because of the church it's more that now i'm having to learn so much Mm -hmm. of what it looks like to date and to not take things so seriously the way that the church did because it was that idea like you will marry this person if you date them and it's Mm -hmm. like no actually maybe i can just go on some dates and get to know them well it's like okay (laughs) when you're uh, one day on the altar Let's just say, like, are on you going to the on the at just the altar on top of <laughs> <laughs> upon the altar? Like, your husband or your future husband is walking down the aisle. Oh wait, no, you're walking down the aisle. <laughs> Unless I mean, you want to have that kind of wedding. wedding, whatever. Um, this is happening. Like, I I highly doubt you're going to be thinking about that one time you went on a hike with that one guy that you never dated again. Yeah. Like not. No. I, like, I, sometimes I forget their names. I'm like, I don't remember who that was, honestly. <laughs> like the stakes because it's are not so that, low. It, it is so low stakes, yeah. genuinely, just going on some dates mm-hmm. with people. I actually sometimes forget the name of a guy I went on a bunch of dates with. <laughs> and, and, like, we were hanging out for, like, a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just because you're just taking it easy. So I wonder um, if you ever noticed because i've heard oftentimes like the sentiment of like oh i need a guy to pursue me or like i've heard it even preached from the altar like if you don't marry a guy who pursues you in the dating world he's not going to pursue you in marriage Mm. like have you did you ever deal with that like struggle as you either were beginning to go into the app or choosing to go into the app or beyond like feeling like oh if he doesn't pursue me he's not a strong man and therefore like 
he won't pursue me in marriage and my whole marriage will be destroyed. Like, have you ever, is that a thing? Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say is that I feel like, um, kind of lucky that I took such a long break, if you will, from dating, which wasn't necessarily intentional. It just kind of happened. Um, because my views changed so much in those seven years, Mm. uh, that I didn't date at all. And so I am at a place now where I recognize that there isn't really a need for that. Um, and recognizing that, sure, like, I want someone to pursue me, but, like, I'm also going to pursue them. Mm-hmm. We're going to pursue one another. Mm-hmm. And we are both going to put work in to, like, make a potential relationship work. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to put the work in to get to know one another. And uh, so I think that if I had been dating as I was sort of deconstructing a lot of that, then it would have been a lot harder. Um, But I do still have some remnants of that, of thinking like, oh, like, um, should should I be concerned, like, or should I expect someone to, like, pay on the first date? Or, like, should I expect them to always pay for me? Um, or, like, what does that look like going back and forth and that balance? Like, I, I'm a strong, like, money-making woman. I can pay sometimes. Or, like, we can split the bill. Like, that doesn't mean we're not on a date. Right. Like, or... Things like that are definitely interesting or, like, even as simple as, like, driving. Like, who's going to (laughs) drive? And I've offered to drive multiple times, partly because these boys never make any decisions. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pick you up (laughs) and we're going to go do this thing we said we're going to do because you're just ho-humming over here. And I'm like, we need to make a decision. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, so that's that's one thing that I've definitely – I've noticed little hints of it, like, popping up um, in terms of, like – wanting to um, just navigating these little early things and also recognizing that, like, some things that maybe the church has said before would be red flags, like who pays, Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily red flags, um, but more like how do they handle themselves on the date in general. Um, And also, like, if they want to pay, that's great, but I also might offer to pay the next time, and Mm -hmm. that's also great, and I'm trying to also pursue them. Totally. Mm -hmm. Like, we are together working towards <laughs> pursuing one another yeah. um and so sure yeah I want someone to pursue me in the sense that like I want them to show they care I want them to show that they you know like me and put in the effort to make time for me but I'm going to do the same thing for them I'm mm-hmm. not just going to sit there and be like a frog on the log like chilling and doing nothing mm-hmm. and waiting for them to do something yeah um and I have dealt some with like the fear that that's going to put off some guys um and they're gonna think oh whoa this girl is like too assertive or whatever (laughs) um but then I also think about like at the end of the day if they think that then yeah sucks to suck they're not for me (laughs) this is a saying I live by if she's too much for for you go find someone less yep yeah if she's too much, go find someone less. Exactly. And, like, if you're too much for them, find someone who thinks that you're enough. Yeah. You know? Like, that's that's just, like, there's no reason. I think there's a tendency um, in d- the dating world to want to sort of, like, um, adapt to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, one insecurity that I've also had is, like, well, uh I don't seem like 
maybe nice enough or like feminine enough, like on mm. my profile or when we're messaging, I'm not sending enough cute emojis or different crap like that. <laughs> like I don't text like that. Like I don't like I text pretty bluntly. I use periods and I like <laughs> don't <laughs> I don't care. Like I text the way that I'm going to talk and I don't talk like a small child. So I'm not going to text that way. I'm sorry. And no shame on people who might text that way. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, like, I think I get frustrated in feeling, like, this balance of, of being afraid that I'm going to seem, like, un, um, unwelcoming, maybe, or, mm. like, uh, unattractive because I'm not being, like, gentle and feminine enough. Mm. But I'm also, like, why would I adjust myself to be that right. way when mm-hmm. I'm not that way? Otherwise, I'm just going to spring it on you another time and you're going to be, Yeah, like, and they're so going to be totally surprised. surprised yeah. And we're not a good match anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to adapt just to get more dates with people. Yeah. Like, I want to find people that I genuinely click with mm-hmm. and connect with now in the way that I am and who like me for the way that I am because this is who I am and this is the way I'm going to be for the mm. rest of my life. <laughs> so yeah. I'm probably going to quote that's, that. <laughs> yeah, that's really good, though, because I feel like what the church is doing, maybe not intentional, maybe some people intentionally, but it, essentially it's the disempowerment of the feminine voice, right? It's like the, well, he needs to pursue me, but I haven't communicated or asked, so there's no expectation. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm like nervous to fully show up and be myself when it's like really like who told you that like Mm. you're so amazing and beautiful and a guy should be elated to experience like you fully showing up and I think that's my concern is we have a generation of women that are sitting around and waiting and it's because the church has made them believe that their voice doesn't matter or that, right. you know, this idea that, like, if your man doesn't pursue you before marriage, he won't pursue you in marriage. I'm like, what? Like, where is the woman's voice in that process is also, my concern. Also, what does the church have to say about guys who are super great dating and then don't aren't great husbands? Like, yeah. it's just like, yeah, that there's happens so too. many instances yeah, I've heard of that, that story so many times. I'm like, oh, he stopped dating me after we got married. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> so maybe dating isn't an indicator of marriage always. Yeah, I mean, I mean it is in some ways for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I guess I'm not trying to say you're going in blind either way, but I'm saying like things change when you get married. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and you honestly, are still working through things yeah. when you get married. And so you want to yeah. make sure you're marrying a person that you like to spend time with, that, mm-hmm. like, That's makes you feel fun. confident, that gives you, like... You can laugh together. Laughter, you can laugh at each not other. Not somebody who's good at romanticizing yeah. your relationship. Yeah. Because let's get real. I don't want to wake up to a bouquet of flowers every morning. Like, that gets annoying. I mean, that'd be fine. Like, one, <laughs> like, a morning, like, maybe, sure. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, Ross, if you want to... Do that sometime. Like, really? <laughs> really? I'm like, buy hint. me a plant. Buy me a tree. Not oh, flowers. <laughs> so anyway, church, toxicity, craziness, disempowerment of the feminine voice. And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to smash all that bullshit and show up. And <laughs> well, you do. And I think actually that reminds me of kind of, again, I've definitely heard this from the pulpit. Like men are supposed to be the leaders but sometimes they're scared or insecure, so women, you have to make space for them. Yeah, you have to be quiet. You yeah. have to calm down. Just, like, we know that you're better. Make, the better make yourself sex. small. We know you're the better sex, but, like, just make yourself small so that they can rise to their God-given, like, <sighs> appropriation. And Ew. it's, like, or assignment. 
whatever. It's like okay. destiny, and and that happens from the mo- like from little girls and up. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah. hey, girls, you're more mature. Your development is farther along than boys at this point. They will catch up eventually. So in the meantime, just you know, dumb it down a dumb little, dumb it down for them, and that or like don't don't emasculate a man. That's the worst thing you could do is emasculate him. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was in charge of keeping track of that for him. I didn't know that I was I was keeping the like masculinity masculinity barometer healthy. Like yeah. that doesn't feel like my job. No. And actually like if 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 these things are true, if women are actually more mature and actually um the better sex, mm-hmm. then shouldn't you let the women Come alongside the men and show them how to be more mature. Yeah, don't bring yourself lower. Show them how it's done. Yes. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you be an example? If this is true, shouldn't you be the example? I'm, I'm, it's hard to put a binary on that for me and totally. say, like, well, this is the better sex or whatever. I'm I not think saying that, that women are better. Is that no, what no, no. Yeah. I think that the church uses that as a way to make it okay to demean women. Yes. yes. And so the, the thought is, if you're going to use their logic, then really you should have the women do more in the relationship mm-hmm. because the Set women sound, sounds like they're more capable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sounds like he can do the mindless chores of, you know, the laundry and cooking. Well, you like yeah. go figure out this world. Yes. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that <laughs> the church doesn't give room for that, like co-laboring Mm-mm. that you really should have yeah. for that co-pursuit. Um, and there's this idea that like the woman should quiet herself so that the man can step up. But, how can the man know how to properly pursue the woman if she's not advocating for herself? She, he's not a mind reader. Mm-hmm. Like, you are supposed to be getting to know one another, communicating with one another, and, like, figuring each other out, you mm-hmm. know? You're in this, like, dance as you are working towards something and building something. It's not the woman sits and, like, m- like is there Mm -hmm. (laughs) while the man figures it all out Mm -hmm. um that's not fair to either party nope that's a lot of pressure on the man and that is a woman not being given space to rise to her full potential so really they both lose out yeah Yeah. because you're essentially hiding the bar Mm -hmm. like the the goal line you're essentially saying we know that you're great i mean again this is all and the church church's logic but you're saying like okay women we know you've got it figured out but let's like Pretend there's not a standard. <laughs> so we erase the goal line, mm-hmm. you know, so that the, the guys don't feel like they haven't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And then, so, like, what are they supposed to aspire to? Yeah. And, like, the the thing is, is that just, like, allows so many men in the church to just carry on in their unhealthiness. Like, mm-hmm. it allows them permission to just continue like not self-reflecting, not trying to further and better themselves, not trying to grow, they sort of get stunted because mm-hmm. so much of the church says, okay, you, um, you, you know, get through high school and then you get married mm-hmm. and you like go from living with your parents 
to living with your wife and your wife just becomes your caretaker after your parents were your caretakers. And like maybe you went to college in that too. And so during that time, you weren't really fully independent. And so you've actually never been independent. And then you wind up with all of these men that just need their wives to take care of them Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to function as an adult because they haven't had that opportunity to be independent. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that there can't be really great healthy marriages that come out of young marriages or anything or like people who haven't lived on their own before but I think that the church like breeds for that to be abused Mm -hmm. so much and there's so many people that I know or that I know about that have really unhappy marriages because of this specific equation that the church has touted as the only way Mm. well I want to clarify too that's really good Emma um We're not saying all men are immature babies who, because women have not been allowed to rise to the occasion, are stunted in their growth and both. So there's like, there's, this is clearly like an overgeneralization, but essentially the point of what we're saying is to, uh, to illustrate what the church is setting people up for. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not for success. Um, it doesn't mean that the individual is judged on this level of what we're saying at all. Yeah. Because there are plenty of wonderful, strong men out there who have done the work, the inner work, and there's plenty of women who have done the inner work. But there's, I mean, I think this, the saddest thing for me is that there's lots of women who are trapped mm-hmm. in in being small. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of men who are trapped in not being held accountable. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in my ex- experience, where I'm from is like Midwestern slash a little bit of South. Southern. And... Um, there men in the community I came from, they don't know how to take feedback. They actually can't take feedback. Any criticism is not welcome or received well. And there's just this like this culture around, well, the man kind of has the final word and he's right even when he's wrong. And if he makes a bad decision, say for the entire family, the whole family is going down because of his decision and we're actually never going to talk about why the family might now be in this terrible situation but he's the leader so we have to not say anything because you know it's he's supposed to learn from his mistakes yeah but you're not going to talk about the mistakes no 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 no. yes because you know yeah like you're supposed to just be supportive yeah you're so supposed to be supportive and like david made terrible terrible mistakes but he's still the man of god and after god's own heart and blah 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 blah, all that stuff and it's just like oh that's just so much bad Mm. so much bad it really is and i mean it makes me think too of uh one thing that i've had to confront in myself in this dating exploration is like what things from like purity culture um are like what things are things that are genuinely bad and then what are things that I'm like sort of bucking at that aren't necessarily bad. So Mm -hmm. for example, being supportive of somebody is something that I like, I'll think like, oh, like I want to be supportive of you in this pursuit. And my first instinct is, ah, but I don't want to be the submissive little like Support wife. Yeah, supportive mm-hmm. wife or whatever. And obviously I'm not a wife to any of these people. But, like, I don't want to seem like um, I'm I'm belittling myself. But, like, it's also okay to, like, want to be supportive to somebody or want to do something for somebody. Mm. Like, that's another thing that I have to grapple with is, like, there's certain stigmas that I have attached to the idea of, like, this 
woman who serves her spouse. And so then it makes me not want to serve a man in any way, Mm -hmm. but actually like we can serve one another. Mm -hmm. And that also could look like sometimes I'm doing more or sometimes he's doing more like in whatever, Mm -hmm. um, whatever season of life you're in. And so I have to grapple with that as well in saying like, there is value in like serving somebody that you care about Mm -hmm. and in in being helpful or being Mm -hmm. supportive. But how do you do that in a way that doesn't bring in those toxic elements that come from church and purity culture? Yeah, that's good. So then we kind of address this. But what has your process been as you've kind of unraveled and unlearned some things as you navigate these situations, make choices on how you're going to show up, what you're going to participate in, what you're not going to participate in? Okay, so let's talk about the physical. With the- <laughs> let's get it. Ah! So... <laughs> um, A big part of purity culture is what you do with your body, Mm -hmm. right? It's a huge part of it. There's Mm -hmm. so much, in fact, probably an overemphasis on what you do with your body and not really even talking about what you're doing with your heart Mm -hmm. in purity culture. Um, But coming out of purity culture and being in a position where I had never done anything physical with anybody that wasn't already my boyfriend— That has been an interesting thing to navigate because I'm coming from a very shame-based mindset around Mm -hmm. physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And coming, I mean, just lay it all out there. I keep thinking about how guys might listen to this, but (laughs) who cares? We're just saying it all. In the last, like, relationship that I had which was seven years ago, mm-hmm. as I've said many times now. <laughs> he is the only person that I had ever kissed. Mm. And uh, it took nine months for us to kiss because I thought I was saving my first kiss for the altar. Mm. And eventually we did kiss. Um, and now I, like, am... And coming from the position of, like, when we would kiss, we would make out, maybe have some heavy petting or things like that. And it turned in—it was always so shameful. Mm. It was so shame-based. And it would turn into breakdowns and tears, and it would turn into him being frustrated and annoyed. Mm. Even though we had set up these boundaries and agreed upon them, it almost felt like I was disappointing him because I wasn't willing to do more physically. Mm. And there were all these things— Um, coming from that very, like, turbulent type of situation to now emerging out of my cocoon back into the (laughs) dating world (laughs) Um, after seven years of incubating, (laughs) Um, I am navigating what does it look like to um, navigate physical intimacy with somebody um, without this shame attached. Mm. Uh, And so it's, it's... It's hard. Like, how do you how do you put up boundaries and sort of know, like, what you feel comfortable with um, in a situation where you aren't really feeling shame around physical intimacy anymore? And Mm -hmm. one thing that has been great about my, like, 
deconstruction process is that I've found now as I have been physical since I've been online dating is that um, I don't feel shame around things that I do with a guy. Um, But uh, it's sort of like, okay, now I have to reevaluate, like, what are my lines? Mm -hmm. What are my boundaries? What are the things that I think are okay? Or at what stage of relationship do I think it's okay to do different things? And like, what does that look like? Because I'm sort of re reanalyzing all of that and questioning it. Whereas before the church had given very specific rules and mm. said, this is okay. And this is not, this is where the line is drawn. Um, and so that's very interesting coming out of purity culture. And it's definitely something I'm still working through. It's also very interesting to be working through all of that while also reading the book pure, which plug we're going to be reviewing Pure on the podcast, so Get give it ready. a read. It's, it's Pure so good. by Linda K. Klein. Um, it's a book all about purity culture, and it has so many stories about women and the way they've been impacted by purity culture. And mm-hmm. reading that while also navigating what does it look like to be physically intimate with somebody that I'm dating um, is making me question a lot of things mm-hmm. and is making me, yeah, just take second looks and third looks and fourth looks and realizing, like, what does it look like to feel safe with somebody and be physically intimate? Like, what does it look like to um, to talk to my friends about it even? Like, mm-hmm. I've felt fear around telling my friends that I have kissed a guy or whatever. I'm not going to go into, like, tons of details about <laughs> You don't want to tell us about each, every, every physical act that I've situation done. No. you've had? No, but it feels intimidating a little bit to talk to my friends about it because it's like, totally. oh, am I going to be judged for this? Mm, or, like, totally. am I going to be condemned because of yeah. a history of condemnation in the purity culture environment? Mm-hmm. Not because mm-hmm. of the, the merits or the relationship that I have with my friends, but because there's been so much stigma for so mm-hmm. long. Totally. And so... That's an interesting thing to have to sort of break down and reevaluate mm-hmm. from purity culture. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, and like in my experience, like shaming people or like what whatever word you use, I think you said condemnation. Maybe. Um, <laughs> that doesn't work. Like it just like breaks, like pushes you further into a shell. And, like, for me, like, I'm still unlearning all of the horrible things that I was taught for so long around body, physicality, sexuality, and it's a process. So I'm so glad, actually, that you're getting to break some of that down now. Like, that's such a gift, and I'm really excited for all the discoveries you'll make. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, <laughs> At oh, the end geez. of the day, like, dating – And all that it encompasses, whether that's conversing with people, emotionally attaching to people, physically touching people. (laughs) That's a weird word. Physical intimacy. Physical intimacy, interaction. Like, all of it is an exploration. It's all, like, everybody has their own lines on how far they're willing to go and, like, what their um, faith-based decision-making or non-faith-based, like, toxic versus healthy decisions Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and so it's a matter of like getting out there and exploring because it's really I feel like it's really not something you can figure out if you're not doing it yeah like you can I mean you can make like decisions ahead of time and have a plan but you know like go in with a level of adaptability and a level of openness because you're not gonna you're not gonna know 
Yeah. yeah. You just don't know. You think you know mm-hmm. until you're doing it, and then you realize, oh, I actually don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that's been sort of, like, um, surprising for me is realizing how much I actually, uh, I guess, didn't realize I didn't know until I was in the midst of situations where um, I have opportunities to be physically intimate with people. And, like, before I was, I, I could say, like, these are the things that I think, or like, these are the rules that I would have. But then in, um, as you're like, you know, getting to know somebody, building a relationship with somebody, you realize like, oh, actually, I think that this is actually what I would, um, where I would draw a line here, Mm -hmm. or this is actually what I'm, I feel okay with doing, because I actually really care about this person. And I want to, like, express that in this way, Mm -hmm. and whether that's a physical way or not. And so I think that's one thing that's been sort of Surprising to me, especially because um, I I feel like in a past life, <laughs> I was such a hard and fast advocate for, like, not doing physical things in a relationship or things like that. And so now coming into a position where I'm like, oh, actually, so much of this is circumstantial. So much of this is individual. So much of this is what feels healthy and good for you mm-hmm. and what feels healthy and good for this relationship mm-hmm. more than what is the universal rule that you need to follow. Yeah. And healthy and good, like for yourself, for the other person, those are like really important things. I think that often aren't talked about in purity culture. Like, mm-hmm. no one is... I mean, I think, like, the end game is for your health and general benefit. But, like, it's not necessarily about, like, the current state of your heart or, mm-hmm. like, your mind or body. Mm-hmm. It's So, you know, if if you're not being pressured into something and you're not pressuring somebody else into something or you're not abstaining from something due to due to shame or you know like paying attention to those not good motivators like Mm -hmm. because i'm not saying that like pressure or motivate or shame or motivation are wrong like shame is actually good for us you know it like helps us navigate the world it helps us determine between what's socially acceptable and not socially acceptable and so then we can like you know fellowship together in a way that is positive for everybody so there you know there's like good elements of the emotions. Well, I don't know if you, whatever, like whether an emotion is good or bad, it's more about like, what are your motivations? Yeah. And if you were frozen from being physically intimate due to shame brought on by religion, that's actually not a good motivator. Mm -hmm. If you have decided to abstain because you feel like that's healthiest for you for the time being, that is different. Yeah. You know? So it's like about... It's kind of like doing that heart check. Like, where's my motivation? And, like, if I'm, like, so paralyzed with fear that I can't actually touch someone, like, what is the root issue behind that? And, like, how can I how can I address that part of my heart that, you know, believes – what's like, what's the core belief there that I'm going to be condemned if I do this or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, figuring those things out I think are more important than – like the, drawing the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because so much of purity culture was just focused on lines. So much of it was just focused on these rules. And there's the. It's like this fence will help you to have a healthy marriage. Yeah. yeah. And well, and the thing is, you talk about like being pressured. Yeah. I have, I 
felt so much more pressure in my relationship that I had that was steeped in purity culture than I have in any other interaction with a guy Mm -hmm. in any other dating relationship or whatever. I now, in times where I have been physically intimate with a guy, feel so much more trust and safety because there's not this constant uh, dance. Um, And this could also have just been specific to that relationship, but that past relationship, like I said before, there was so much of like um, pressure to uphold these purity culture standards and then also so much basically like pent-up sexual energy that was then coming out as frustration and as um, arguments and um, conflict and now it's instead like oh do you feel okay with this like is this good yes or no no great we won't do that we'll carry on. Mm -hmm. And like that feels so much healthier and so much more um, safe and Mm -hmm. whole. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like, wait, this is not okay. We shouldn't be doing this. And then it was, oh, we're terrible because we started doing this or we're horrible because Mm -hmm. we went a little bit too far and we, we, we did this thing. And that is just such a toxic like mind bomb for a relationship well because it stops being about is this healthy for you do you feel safe and comfortable and it starts being about did you violate the boundary Mm -hmm. and so then people end up feeling violated Mm -hmm. or feeling um boxed in Mm -hmm. or you know and so there's not like that that raises the stakes a ton yes like you violated me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we set a line and you crossed it yeah and i let you do that and so i violated myself yeah yeah and And so i am horrible yes like it gets really really intense when Mm -hmm. actually it should be more about like mutual understanding yeah like Mm -hmm. being considerate of one another and being kind to one another Mm -hmm. and compassionate and you know, edifying. Yeah. 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 And like, I've had situations now, which have surprised me where I, I like, and, you know, doing physical things with a guy. And then like, maybe they try to do something and they either ask, is this okay? Or I say, oh, I actually don't think this is okay. And we move on and I don't feel all of that. Mm. And that surprised me. I was like, oh, I can, that can happen and I can go, oh, okay, like, we trust one another, we have mutual respect for one another, and we can move on and say, okay, well, we're just not going to do that then. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much lighter. Yeah. Like, there's so much less pressure. There's not this huge end-all, be-all, like, this is the end of the world type of mentality that comes with purity culture. Mm-hmm. And I think it also just comes with maturity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from that past relationship, I was much younger um, and now being older <laughs> that makes a difference you are older now i am in then. fact older and yes. in fact getting older every moment <laughs> so yeah. yeah those are good thoughts those are really good thoughts and what i'm hearing is kind of this underlying tone of self-advocacy really mm. so could you maybe say a little bit more about how you have self-advocated in this process of navigating dating deconstructing what is healthy for you what is not Because, I mean, I think that is something us as women are kind of always trying to figure out. Like, how do I self-advocate for myself right now? Yeah. Like we've already kind of touched on, there's so much um, 
so much around church culture that tells women not to self-advocate. And so now figuring out, like, how do I do that? There's so many different realms to do that in, Mm -hmm. whether that's in physical intimacy and saying, hey, I actually don't feel comfortable with this or... um, Whatever. And also, like, having a partner who respects you enough to ask if you feel comfortable with something, I think, is also super important. Very important. And both of you asking, like, (laughs) is this okay? Can I do this? Do you feel comfortable with this? Consent is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it may not feel as, like, sexy or romantic or whatever, but especially when you're first starting to do things with somebody, it is so valuable. Sex is not... A movie scene. No. It's no. not. It's like, like, I don't think I've had any sexual experience that was, like, akin to a movie scene. Like, yeah. it's just not that. Mm-hmm. It's like, that is a romanticized over, I don't know. Like, yeah. sex is weird and awkward yeah. and it's, like, very beautiful and lovely and very nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not... A, it's not a movie. No. no, it is not the notebook scene crashing yeah. up the stairs. I mean, you could be doing those things, but that doesn't mean that the emotions that are evoked when there's music and, you know, tasteful camera angles and yeah. what, yeah. like, you know, like your skin is not like silky smooth and nope. you haven't been color corrected. And, yeah. you know, like, and sometimes things are awkward yeah. and sometimes you laugh and like yeah. you're talking and you're communicating and like yeah. there's yeah. a lot. I love cracking jokes during sex. <laughs> it's I, actually one of my favorites. I actually laugh a lot during sex. Do you? Yeah. I like la- laughing is a good thing. Not all yeah. the time, but like laughing is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. It's laughing funny. is one a happy place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that that's one thing is like advocating in terms of consent. Yeah. Um, has been very important. And I think that that was something that wasn't even fully on my radar before um, because so much of it was like, well, we've drawn these boundaries and these are the lines and we just have to adhere to them. And like, mm-hmm. that's that. Like, there was no concept of like formulating what does consent look like between these two people and how are you going to communicate with one another and like all that jazz. What kind of things can you say or do to help build trust between you and yes. the other person? Yeah. Yes. Um, I think the other things of, like, advocating for myself in terms of just, like, being assertive as a woman (laughs) is another thing that I think is super important in self-advocating is being like, hey, I want want to go on a date with you. Do you want to go on a date with me? Like, (laughs) let's go. Like, I I mean, I don't say it quite like that. But, you know, like, being okay with asking someone, like, do you want to meet? Um, or even when you're on a date saying, okay, well, I want to (laughs) go, which I have done. I've said, well, um, I'm going to go now. Like, it's nice to meet you. And we carry on. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to be trapped in in a date. You don't, Mm -hmm. you are free to leave at any time. Um, you can be on a first date. You can be on a sixth date. You can be on a 20th date and say, okay, like, I actually want to go. And I don't have an obligation to you because sure, like, you are another person, but I'm going to respect you and your time if I realize that I don't actually want to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. that's one thing that I've navigated to. And I definitely have failed in that some. Um, well, failure. Failed is a harsh word. But I've definitely had times where I felt like, oh, yeah, I just have to bear through and keep going on with the state. And then it'll be over. But also, at the end of the day, that's not the end of the world. And I think... On that note, one thing that I think about is, like, safety in online dating Mm -hmm. um, is something that I fortunately haven't had any instances that have made me feel unsafe. Um, But 
taking precautions like sharing your location on your phone with your friends, letting them know where you're going to be. You've done that. Yes. yes. Those are very important things yep. to do. Um, I have gone on dates where I've gone like on hikes with guys and things like that, but we live in an area where hiking is literally accessible 20 minutes away. Um, so don't like go in the middle of the wilderness with somebody. And also most of the time in those situations, I've been the driver. So I have control over that situation mm-hmm. and can um, decide when we leave, how we leave. I am the person in control there. Well, there's trail apps too that will tell you like how heavily trafficked, Yeah, a, a, you know, a, what a, what's the word? A hike? A trail? A trail might is, be. Because yeah. like there's, I mean, there's a lot of hiking up here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and like the average hike that would be an appropriate length for a mm-hmm. date yeah. is pretty heavily you're gonna see yes. plenty you're gonna see lots of people you're not gonna be in the middle of nowhere so yeah. i think being wary of that we're in an area where a, a first date hike is pretty um Public. safe yeah mm-hmm. um but it's not something that could be safe everywhere yeah. for sure um being in public spaces is very important when you're first getting to know someone, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of just general safety. Because you don't know these people. They're strangers, even mm-hmm. if you've been messaging for a while. Like, even yeah. if they're Christians. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if they're Christians, Christians still do bad stuff. They sure <laughs> do. They're just as bad as everybody else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things I think I'm still learning about, like, how to self-advocate um, and sort of break out of that um, mold of the sort of submissive whatever woman Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that the church told us about and then also that culture tells us about in general. Oh, totally. It's not all the church. Yeah, just general Western culture has such a value for, like, the cute girl next door who is, like, nice and gentle and submissive and whatever. And, like, that's great if that's you, but, like, if it's not you, don't be it. <laughs> and so navigating that, like, what are things that are genuine to me versus what are things that I feel like I sh- am supposed to be doing? Oh, girl, I'm dealing with that all the time. In every yeah. situation, always, forever. Every day. <laughs> like, every moment. <laughs> what is me and what is the, you know, approved script that mm. I'm supposed to be reading? Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, and sometimes you follow the script because it's beneficial to you. And sometimes you discard the script because it's not who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Emma... Kellyanne. We've talked about so many good things. Kelly. Sorry. I <laughs> left out. Aw. <laughs> Emma. Kelly. Thank you. Woman beings. <laughs> We've covered vast, vast topics today around dating, around safety, around self-advocacy, purity culture. God damn, are we ever going to stop talking about it? Probably not. So stay We're tuned. We're traumatized, so... <laughs> Processing our trauma on a public platform right now. (laughs) But as you've really navigated all these things, self-advocated, I mean, what is your wisdom that you would like to impart to other women navigating online dating um, or just dating in general? Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. I will preface this with the fact that I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. In this, I am, as I said, fairly new to the dating world. Um, but my biggest advice and probably the thing that I've seen um, people feel like hurt by dating the most uh, is to hold it lightly. Um, I think that we put so much pressure on just a first date 
and put so much onto, um, like, dating in general. And you need to hold it lightly and just have fun with it. Because, like we already talked about, like, going on a date with somebody is not going to be consequential to your future marriage. Mm -hmm. Or, um, and, like, the... The thing is, is that you are just getting to know another human being, especially with online dating. You are just getting to know this human that you've never even met before. Like it is just building a new relationship. And um, if you hold it lightly and recognize it for that rather than for the end all be all of whether or not you will get married one day and and um, whether or not this person is the person for you, like um, it's. It, it can be really hard to, like, manage expectations, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it – and I, I know that all these things are easier said than done. I know that, like, you get emotionally invested in things. Um, I get emotionally invested in, in things and in people, and maybe you get hopeful about things. But um, we, we can't let everything be the end of the world. <laughs> we just can't. And so, like – it, it, it is valid to have feelings and, and we should be um, sort of in that dance of, of, yes, getting invested, but at the same time recognizing that we don't have to be all in after two dates, mm-hmm. you know? You can go on some dates with someone and then maybe it fizzles out and that's okay. Like, that's not a merit on you. That's not, uh, you know, cataclysmic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually just life. (laughs) And um, I think the church has taught us so much about how to put all this pressure onto it. And you actually can hold it with an open hand and instead say, hey, this is a great experience. This is an opportunity. And you get to do so many fun things. Like I've done things in our city that I wouldn't normally do because I've had to be creative and come up with dates to do. Like I've gone to like exhibits that I wouldn't have gone to otherwise and had so much fun or gone disc golfing or gone on hikes that like more hikes than I probably would have gone on this summer because I was going on hikes with these guys and like trying to get to know people and it's really fun like you get um these experiences and I I found myself do this and I know a lot of people can have the tendency of like oh like I feel like I've I've wasted this time because Mm. I I spent this time getting to know this person and then it didn't work out um or I did these things and like now they're they're tainted because I did it with this person um and I think that it might feel like that right at first if maybe you've gone on some dates with someone and then it fizzles out and you're like oh well now I hate disc golf because (laughs) we went disc golfing (laughs) or something maybe I just hate disc golf yeah maybe also that um but uh you actually can I think with even just a small amount of time, look back at that and go like, wow, that was super fun. I got to have this experience. I did something that I wouldn't normally do. And also I got to know somebody and like getting to know people is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like that is a privilege that we get to get to know people. And in some, like, this is going to sound so like ooey wooey, but in some ways I find it very spiritual. Like you are, you are knowing more of creation. Like you are seeing more of pieces of, of, this God that that we're made in the image of, you know, like that is beautiful that we get to experience that. And even if they're super weird and they go on and on about the fire in God's eyes for you or something, or if they, you know, live with their parents or whatever, (laughs) 
you are still getting these beautiful pieces of humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's incredible. And it's such a cool opportunity that single people have to go into the world and, and, and experience more of it through humanity. Mm. Wow. Well, there it is. That's good. There it is. It's good. I think I say like with online dating, you don't know what you don't know. So if you're afraid of it or you've heard bad things or you have similar stigmas um, that are bad against it, it might be for you. It might not. But you actually don't know until you've tried. So if you're somebody who wants to try dating, being in relationships, that sort of thing, like I wouldn't I wouldn't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Give it a chance. You know, if you're, you know, like in your church group and the three guys out of the 17 girls are, you know, not asking you out. Like, like I'm, you got to put yourself out there if that's your goal. So yeah. Yeah. if your goal is to find someone, you got to do something about it. Go yeah. find someone. It's mm-hmm. okay to put in effort. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to say, this is what I want. And now I'm going to go after it. Yeah. Like, Actually sure. that like, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That That is part of self-advocacy, I would mm-hmm. say, is like recognizing in yourself something that you want and just chasing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you heard it here, woman beings. If you want an online date, like go for it and have fun. And if you don't want to date, that's fine. Date yourself because you're worth it. Yeah. Also, Hinge, if you want to sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we would take happily a Hinge sponsorship. Thank okay. you. And if a different online dating app wants to sponsor us and have me use it. Yeah, Emma would test I'm it I'm not out. totally loyal to Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, this was, like, a super good conversation. Emma, I really appreciate you so freely sharing your experiences and insights and wisdom. Anytime. And, We're all out there in the internet. Why you know, not? <laughs> and uh, if you like seeing all of our stuff all out there, why don't you give us a follow on Instagram? Because we do that a lot. We post like all the time. So you should follow us for sure at Woman Being Podcast. Mm -hmm. And we also have a website. If you don't get enough of us on Instagram or on the podcast, you can get more of us on the website. That is more of the same stuff. But still, (laughs) it's good. You should check it out. It is www.womanbeingcommunity.com. Wow, www. Yeah, she yeah. put some W's in there. W- in the w- w- I haven't heard that in seven years. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. Again, another thing you can find exclusively at Woman Being. So, ladies, thank you for your time today. Thanks thank for the you, combo. Kelly And you know what? We will catch you in the next episode. Talk to you later. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was like... <laughs>